0: Hi, and welcome to another episode of a shot glass of recovery with your host, Julie, half of the dynamic duo that brings you the podcast Two sober chicks. Oh, y'all, it has been a minute. Thank you, Wendy, to our faithful listener, Wendy, who reminded both Lisa and I that there has not been a shock glass of recovery for quite some time. Today is April 12th, 2021. Uh, like I said, it's been a minute. I am... Recording for you after a pretty upsetting three or four days, which is awesome for content because if you are in the rooms, if you are not in the rooms, if you are in recovery, you know that recovery's classroom is life. And much about recovery has nothing to do with the desire to behave or use or drug or drink or whatever it is that you consider your addiction, but rather it is how we progress through life, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, and psychologically um, in the face of adversity, in the face of things that harsh our serenity, as a friend of mine would say. And so I was thinking today... As I was denied access to the United States of America, the beautiful and wonderful and greatest United States of America um, from my home country, Canada, to go see my husband, um, which was a reasonable uh, reason they turned me away, but was really no excuse for the emotional and psychological harm that they caused me in the process Um, And that followed on the heels of three very intense days visiting my family to try and have some time in with them before I go down south. So as I was denied access across the border and I was escorted by an armed officer back over the Canadian border, um, my first thoughts after being devastated, were I trust you, God, that's literally what came to my mind. And I can't say that that came from what has come to be a religious faith of mine, I have to say that that was planted by the seeds of AA. And oftentimes, I don't know where my faith slash religious slash spiritual life begins and ends and where recovery is in that because it's all one big, beautiful bowl of spaghetti. And so I was taught first to trust God in the process of the steps, coming to believe in steps two, making it in step two, and then making a decision, not based on a feeling, making a decision to use that higher power and to believe that that higher power has a will for my life that is good and true and healthy and helps me thrive and turning that will over to this greater will if you will. And so that has prevented me from spinning down into um, depression, although I may feel depressed, which is very different, like depressive episodes versus depression, feeling depressed today, um, but still full of hope. And that is something that recovery taught me, that even though if I don't necessarily believe in something, there's always hope at the end of the tunnel. I know that because when I go to meetings, I see people being delivered from the ravages of their addiction, and I know they're telling me the truth. So if it can work for that for them, why can't it work for me? And although I may not feel it, there always is hope. There always is something bigger than me that desires a life for me that is bigger than I can imagine for myself. So in light of that, I looked up on the beautiful 164andmore.com, which is an amazing recovery website for any word you want to search in the big book and the 12 and 12. And I looked up faith because my personal religious faith tells me that faith is believing without seeing. And I thought, for sure, there's got to be something like that in our literature. And so some of the things that I love that have really sort of fed me and undergirded me in this sense of hope and promise going forward is, and you know what? You know what the best part is? A lot of this faith or case for faith is found in the chapter We Agnostics in the Big Book. And some of the beautiful quotes on there there are this. And the reason I'm telling you this today is if you're feeling in a place of despair or that you can't do it or that there's not a higher power out there, please have faith please find a seed of something in yourself. And it may just be in believing it happened for someone else if you can't find it within yourself. But just know and listen to these words and open your heart to what the big book has to say about faith and how it absolutely works for for us. The authors of the big book are not lying. The first People, which is the second half of the big book after 164, are the is which is the program, are the stories of the first people that the program of Alcoholics Anonymous their lives and how it touched them and how they got them recovered not just sober, which is not using, not drinking, not behaving, but recovered from a hopeless condition or a hopeless state of mind and body, which is when our addiction has its hooks into us. So listen to some of these. Maybe this can be a meditation or a prayer for you this evening or this afternoon or this morning or wherever this finds you. But the first one is from page 51, We Agnostics. When many hundreds of people are able to say that the consciousness of the presence of God is today the most important fact of their lives, they present a powerful reason why one should have faith. I love this one. This is so poetic from page 53. Some of us had already walked far over the bridge of reason toward the desired shore of faith. I love that they point that out. I once said to someone, you can't have a miracle and also have it make sense. Because a miracle doesn't make sense. So when they talk about this bridge of reason, you won't find your way to God through reason. You just won't. You find your way to God through your heart. And opening that is the first place of connection to God. A prayer is the ultimate surrender because you're going outside of yourself. And when your heart opens a little, your mind will often follow. What else? Oh! From the 12 and 12, step 2, page 27. I must quickly assure you that AA's tread innumerable paths in their quest for faith. I am a self-professed, very devoted Christian, but that is one path in a quest for faith. This is why I love AA, because step 2 does not define our God, and neither does step 3. It's as we understood him. God, as we understood Him, Her, It, whatever you want. This program is so inclusive, which is why it can travel all over the world. The big book's been translated into something like fifty languages. It's amazing, but it does allow us our own path for faith, and that is not a threat to anybody who has a specific religious faith. Um, I can I can only speak for myself as a Christian. Uh, that is not a threat to my faith. I am secure in my faith in the way that God speaks to me personally. It is the height of arrogance for me to tell someone else what their concept of God is, who God is, how God speaks to them. I don't know that. I'm not the creator of the universe. God speaks to each and every one of us in the way he made us. So we all have our own language and own way of understanding what this higher power does or how it communicates with us. And often when we come into the rooms of AA, we don't feel like we want to have anything to do with God or even if there is a God. Because look where we ended up in the rooms of AA, in a hospital, in a treatment center, in jail. But if we look back, there's not one person I know who can not tell me a story of why they shouldn't be alive or why something miraculous happened in their lives. So if you're struggling with that today, take a look back in your history and see where you can sense the presence of God or even objectively see the presence of God. I'm going to end with one more. Just reading through them here. Waiting for the inner tinge, like, yeah, that's the one. Hmm. This is an interesting one from the 12 and 12, Step 3. So it is by circumstance, rather than by any virtue, that we have been driven to AA, True, have admitted defeat, have acquired the rudiments of faith, and now want to make a decision to turn our will and our lives over to a higher power. Uh, That is very true. Most of us have to have our asses kicked before we go to AA. It's that we have been driven to AA. Not that we decided like, oh, this is great, or I'm so pious, or whatever it is. Most of us have had our damn asses kicked, and that's why we ended up in AA. And it ends with to make a decision to turn our will and our lives over to a higher power. So that does take a decision. It does not need to be one you like nor believe in. It just requires that you do it. And I think a lot of recovery is parking your feelings. Stop over-identifying with your feelings. Because if you think about it, if you choose not to identify with a feeling, that feeling is not in fact a reality for you. Which can be very existential and philosophical. But what I'm trying to get at here is we have to be able to park our emotion and to do something different. Because we always use the thrust of the movement into our addiction is always because of a feeling. And you know, if you are in the CBT or the DBT category, sometimes it can be a thought that leads to a feeling. I will personally say that my feelings are the things that wanted to ruin my life. And by stopping over identifying with a feeling, and by Um, arresting that script in my head that wants to over identify with the feeling because I heard something amazing today which is fear is free faith takes work can we just get an amen for that fear is free it comes so damn easy but faith takes work you are worth the work I am telling you, there is no life like a life recovered. If you're living it, you know what I mean. If you're grasping for it, there's a reason you're grasping for it. Because it is amazing. But it does take work. And you are worth the investment. So I hope that has helped you today. While I go to bed uh, with puffy eyes and hope in my heart. And I say a little prayer in my heart for all of you. This is a very, very difficult time we're living in right now, folks. Do not underestimate the subconscious um, as well as the conscious impact of an out of control world trying to make sense of something that most of us have never seen before. So give yourself a little grace, be kind to yourself, be very generous with others, and I will speak with you soon. Thanks for being with me. I so appreciate you.